Professor Frank Kelly, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. We're here at the Human Dimension of Risk Conference, Perception, Behaviour and Decision Making in Risk Management. You chaired the open forum discussion at the end. Just tell me what you'll take away from that first day of discussion and presentations. Um, Well, I found quite fascinating the range of topics that we've spoken about today. We heard about the brain, how it's constructed uh, from Ed Bullmore, who's uh, for the Department of Psychiatry. But then we heard about communication between human beings, and then every level up, primate societies, how they function, uh, how organizations control their risk function. Uh, And one of the things that fascinates me is is how we develop an understanding We as individuals develop an understanding. When we talk with each other, a collection of individuals will will attempt to understand something. Uh, And our society attempts within firms, within regulatory environments, uh, to to try to understand the world and how we react to it. Um, At different levels, there are different uh, uh, concepts of what an explanation is. And I found it fascinating over today to see those, uh, uh, to see what explanation might mean within the brain at the level of conversation between human beings or at higher levels. And, and there were a diverse range of speakers, you know, from, from Bloomberg to uh, a professor of psychiatry. That then we went over actually to discuss primates and from somebody from the Department of Anthropology, Dr. Leslie Knapp. It was eclectic. It, it, it was quite fascinating, I found. I mean, we, we as human beings don't understand risk that well. We tend to think in black and white and uh, prefer not to deal with uh, uh, areas or to assess probabilities that well. Um, and so I was interested in how, we, how as organizations, we, we tend to deal with risk. Um, quite often, risk gets underestimated. We, 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 we sometimes have a tendency to... Uh, to group think um, you know within an organization there may be a premium upon reaching a consensus uh, we may be overly sure that something or other is going to happen and have um, uh, not given enough weight to the tails of the distribution those tails um, may be pushed somewhere else you know we may we may have made our own company uh, uh, w- less likely to be hit by an extreme, but the effect of many companies doing that in in, a, in, a, in the same industry may make a collective failure more likely. Um, so I, I, I'm I'm struck by the ways in which um, efficiency at a small scale level can often generate uh, greater risks for for the large system. Now. Uh- do you think that we would even be discussing risk now if we hadn't had the financial crash 2008-2009? It has made us, in terms of whether you're in the financial sector, risk management modelling, or actually um, in the coffee break, someone was discussing that they're now doing risk assessment going back to the Black Death. Is it just a fashion to look at risk, or, or do you think it has real authenticity to dig down? Oh, I think it does. I think we underestimate risk for the reasons I was saying. And I think that um, uh, the ways in which our society is becoming more efficient um, is often making uh, the risks we run lower probability but higher consequence. And I think it is important for us to understand that. I don't think it's just the the events the last few years in the financial industry. I think these uh, sorts of events happen in other... I mean, I'm particularly interested in large-scale networks. So if one looks at large-scale networks like telecommunication networks or transport networks, um, as these have become 
uh, more efficient and more globalized, they have certainly had as a, uh, as a consequence too that when failures happen, the failures may be rarer, but when they happen, they extend over a larger area, have more consequence. And, and you talked about coming from a mathematical background, uh, a statistician, and going into the Department of, of Transport and, and then wanting to, to know more about uh, networks and, and construction and becoming more efficient. Does that application of, of the academic mind help you assess risk better? Um, well, it, it certainly gives me an interest in it. I mean, the, it, so it's given an example of, the, of, 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 of what I meant about the larger scale risks. Um, that we, as we drive around, have more and more information. We have information about where accidents are. We have sat-nav systems. We may have real-time information about delays. Um, you know, in the old days, as I was often told when I was in the Department of Transport by people that were involved with dealing with uh, accidents of one type or another, if an accident happened on the M4 then people were perhaps stuck stationary for a couple of hours. But as someone said to me, at least they were safe. Now what happens when an accident happens is that lots of people divert onto other roads which are not that suitable. Um, um, That's why they were choosing to use the the, the motorway in the first place because it's more suitable than the other roads. But the accident causes them to to divert to less suitable roads. Further accidents occur, and then there's a cascade of accidents that fan out from the initial accident. So, uh, you know, in the old days, uh, lots of people were held up on the road for quite a long time, but it didn't extend outwards geographically. Now it does. And And you also asked us, didn't you, at the end, to to think about how they formed the railways and talked about the formation of bubbles and how actually that, that does lead to progress whether it's in terms of computers and networks or or, or in terms of you know that big push to to, to build railways all, yes. all over the world um, does explanation help if we you know to dig down and look at what causes these bubbles and how we react well, I think uh, yeah, hindsight's a wonderful thing, and um, I suppose the question I was asking of, of the people that are knowledgeable about this is to what extent the bubbles of the past were, were um, it, you know, it's hindsight allowing us to say it's a bubble. If there's a new technology that comes along, um, so a colleague, Andrew Adlisko, has done some marvellous work on, um, on, the, on, the, on the railway manias of the early 1800s, the first half of the uh, 19th century. Um, a new technology comes along, it's quite hard at the time to predict what its total consequence can, can be. And it um, uh, may well transform the economic system of the country. It may well be sensible to invest in it. Sometimes we're looking with hindsight and um, our attitude to risk. If we were talking about a horse race that happened last week, we know perfectly well that one horse won it, that some... uh, some betters back the winning horse, others back the losing horse, and we have a we have a comprehension that before the ho- the, the race was ru- was run, the odds probably were reasonable across the horses, and that one was going to win. Um, but when we look back at uh, technological innovations and the consequences, we sometimes uh, hindsight lets us see what the subsequent story was and we presume it was always going to be like that but the, the, but the point is of course that in the early days of a new technology um, often these bubbles are very important in order to produce investment um, and we have benefited from railway investment that was prompted by an early bubble we have benefited by the investment in uh, telecommunications infrastructure it may have caused several companies to go to go broke but the um, the infrastructure that was laid down is used and um at the end of your session, uh, 
some Bill Nuttall summed up by talking about the, you know the network society and assessing risk in a network society. Is it just that scale that that now makes us face risk and think we've got to think about it? Because as you said, if one small thing goes wrong in a global society, the risks are that much greater. Well, yes, that, I think that is it. I mean, in, in a, um, a more fragmented society um, than a company or a, a, a part of the, the, the global infrastructure might fail, part of the infrastructure might fail somewhere, and it doesn't have too large a consequence. But, but as um, it, it's driven to a large extent by information and communications technology and by the market incentives for efficiency, um, those things together work to produce... Um, larger and larger networks which can all fail together and um, I think that is something we should be concerned with and I think you can see examples of that in various areas. You, know, we, you mentioned earlier the, the recent events in the financial markets. I think that is an example but there are other examples uh, that are concerned with our physical infrastructure. Did anything where networks extend further and further in space and are coordinated and uh, uh, behave more as an organic whole stand the chance that they fail as an organic whole. Do they? <laughs> they do occasionally, yes. <laughs> okay, I won't ask you to list your favourite presentation, but we certainly know a lot more about primates. Uh, yeah, that was fascinating, yes. Uh, the extent, I mean, I do think we have to stand back occasionally and recognise that we are dealing with this uh, complicated world we live in with a, um, a, a brain that, that, that's the consequence of evolution. Um, predisposes us to think in certain ways and to communicate with each other in certain ways and that that may well affect, um, uh, that may well limit our understanding of some things. We should sometimes stand back a bit and look kind of almost self-consciously at ourselves as, uh, as a species or as a culture. Well, we've certainly done that today and more. Uh, Professor Frank Kelly, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today here at the Human Dimension of Risk, Perception, Behaviour and Decision-Making in Risk Management. I've enjoyed it so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you.